When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. So is it cold out there yet? Is it getting chilly? Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you, as always, for making your way here, checking out the series. Uh, please hit the subscribe button so you can keep up with all of the interviews that we put out. Uh, three brand new ones every single week. That's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to keep you up to date on your favorite artists. Discover some new ones. Know what's happening in the music world. All the usual spots like iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm Kyle Mayer. Today I'm talking with Steve Perry. We're going to be discussing the season, his entry into the canon of holiday albums. Uh, the former Journey singer tells us about how last year's absence of a, a Christmas feeling and missing loved ones led him to a, a stronger reconnection with this year's season, along with the songs and memories of his childhood, as well as discussing the timelessness of the original classics, injecting his own uh, occasional lyrics, and the two original holiday songs he's written and recorded that could be released in the near future. Now, Steve also talks about the lack of space and use of auto-tune in today's music that's, that's really wiped out some of the mystery and emotion, uh, shares his appreciation of Barbara Streisand, and gives the story behind Trace's bonus track, October in New York. I was so excited to do this one. Uh, it is my honor to be talking with him today. It's Kyle Meredith with Steve Perry. Hello. The season, by the way, is beautiful. And, um, I mean, really... There is a lot of Christmas albums and holiday records in the world throughout the past hundred years, but uh, it's rare to find one that, I don't know, there's some magic in there that, you know, I can connect to. And, and I, so I want to pay you the compliment first that that's exactly what happened when I listened to the season. Oh, Kyle, you're, 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 you're warming the cockles of my heart, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, that's, that's all I was hoping for because the, the people that originally sang these songs when I was younger uh, touched me in a way that, that I was hoping I could try to get a little bit close to myself. Uh, I, I must tell you that, you know, last Christmas was very difficult for everyone and for me too. And I could not access any simple holiday spirit at 
all last year. There was too much anxiety going on with the pandemic. And so it was an empty sort of holiday for me. And so when June came around, I, uh, I started messing around with some of these songs with my keyboardist, uh, Dallas. And remotely with the internet, we started uh, sending files and piano parts. And I sing in my studio, I send it back to him. He put some bass on it back, back and forth. And so we did it together remotely because of the COVID situation. And it, it started to get me in touch with, by the way, for so many reasons, the original feeling of Christmas because these songs is where I would get it every year as a child, it would be these songs. And uh, my determined sort of like aspiration was to try to touch a little bit of the original emotion that um, was given to me by the original versions, like the Nat Cole version or the, or, or even the Bing Crosby, I'll be home for Christmas or, or Ella Fitzgerald, what are you doing New Year's Eve? I mean, these songs uh, really meant a lot to me when I was younger and the vocalists who sang them were, needless to say, definitive as the word implies. So it was a challenge for me to even, to be honest, get near such vocal performances. So I did the best I could to try to touch it from my, from my side of the fence, you know? Um, because those those versions are so amazing when but I, I I got I got emotionally close to what I think I needed to uh, experience for me because I needed to feel some spirit of Christmas this year too. Well, there's something about these songs and I'll echo that to you. I think a lot of us felt that same way last year. I remember my parents saying over and over that they just didn't it didn't feel like Christmas, you know, and, and, and we had the same, my, my wife who loves Christmas songs during this season, just really had no interest in hearing them. And, and it's been that complete turnaround this year. And it is something I, I'm just echoing what you're saying about those old classics, but there is magic in there. And the sense of nostalgia, I mean, is so strong in, in music as it is, of course, but especially I don't know. What is it about Christmas songs that brings back that it's even that extra mile of nostalgia that I think just, you know, another another great song of your life uh, can have? Like, like, what is that? Well, when you have a song that says something like uh, faithful friends who are dear to us, who are dear to us once more. I mean, we could not have our faithful friends near to us last year. The people that were dear to us, we could not have them around. I think it's been a wake up call to the things we took for granted year after year. And these songs are talking from a time when, when that wasn't an issue, you know? Um, so I, I just think that, uh, I don't know, man. Kyle, I don't know how deep you want to get to this, but I'll tell you, <laughs> people need people. People need people, man. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think people want to talk about it, but you better realize that it don't matter what or who or what is out there. We people need people. Absolutely. And um, and occasionally they're going to piss us all off because they're like us. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> they're just like we are sometimes and so and so when we get when we get into um the holidays um 
I don't know how else to connect uh, to memories of the of my dearest departed relatives than these songs when I heard them in my grandmother's kitchen, you know, um, when she was cooking and and I heard the lyric, uh, please have snow and mistletoe and presents under a tree. Kyle, when I was singing that song with my eyes closed, that lyric came out of me and I was standing in the door jam of her kitchen looking into her living room where the tree was with tinsel on it to the point it touched me i forgot the next lyric and i had to open my eyes to look at the, the paper well, what's the next lyric then i realized holy shit it felt like i was really there and i got freaked out <laughs> you know I, I mean i i guess i just have a longing kyle to to touch that again so this record really for me was emotional therapy to return to the spirit of things that I miss. Yeah, I, I think I'd seen either in other interviews or the, the press release, you talking about your grandmother's Philco radio, which sent me down a hole of looking at those old radios that I love so much too. By the way, that press photo of you in front of it, that TV is really impressive for the time. I will say that that is a big TV for the time <laughs> that you're in front of. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that was the big 70 incher at the time man that was a wow. big stuff right there that was that was what we call a portuguese flat screen right now <laughs> i'm sure all the neighbors wanted to go that, look I'm at tv I'm, you know, I'm, I, oh yeah i'm portuguese they all i can say that by the way oh they all want to come over and watch that old motorola Ooh, black and white yeah. lovely no that's did you know like when you were a kid, when you were hearing these, and, and I was thinking about this a lot when I was listening to your record, like, you know, I was talking earlier about just the magic in songs like this, but it's interesting that I think I even realized that then, like, sure, it was songs that we heard once a year and that made them a little bit different, but they, there was some, like, I felt that then it wasn't just me connecting to the past now looking back. Like, did you have that same emotion when you were younger hearing these songs? Do you remember that? I did. I did, and and that was the challenge to uh, see if I could emotionally, you know, look, I can never be anything like the originals, and nor would I try. It's just they're too charged with timeless performances, timeless voices like Nat Cole. I mean, he just being Crosby. These are timeless. They're embedded in our DNA, and um, I think that. DNA is an interesting thing. I know you're young, Kyle, but I'm telling you, DNA is like an encoding machine. And your relatives have loved those original versions. And the love they had for those original versions is in your DNA. So when you hear it, I think things resonate. You know, I think that this is generationally uh, and emotionally in your DNA. And that's why these songs are so important. And, and there's a certain reverence I felt toward them, towards them. And I, uh, and I wanted to make sure that I didn't overstep my bounds, I guess. Well, you, you brought up, you know, Nat King Cole a couple of times. I mean, his voice, you're right, by the way. Uh, I wouldn't call it powerful, but it is so emotionally powerful. It's not a Christmas song, but I think Nature Boy is one of the greatest songs of all time. Like it's mm. still one of those like How about something... stardust you, you oh stardust? absolutely yes oh my god yes. really i mean unbelievable yeah i know 
and just to to be playing in the same ballpark with the songs that he's done. I know that's oh, it was, was going to be some intimidation, right? Oh, intimidation. Thank you is the word. I mean, I I would try to start singing these songs. I'm thinking, should I do this? I mean, you know, <laughs> should I really do this? This is a little. Am I creating some sacrilege here? What's happening? You know, you know. But then I just had fun with it and kept doing it, and and uh, I had the support of my. Uh, my co-producer Tom Flowers and and he thought they were great and so did Dallas who, who did the tracks for me and helped me with the arrangements. Um, so you know I I thought they were good enough and I emotionally feel feel proud of them. But like I said, I can only do my interpretation of them and be as reverent to the original melodies as possible. Well, there must have been some comfort because you you do throw in your own lines every now and then just a little i do i yeah. do i do i i gotta stretch a little bit come on kyle i gotta i mean and then of course winter wonderland i stretched into an r&b thing there and then santa claus is coming to town i stretched into sort of a motown thing because i i love that that i thought we should have some up rhythms too you know i mean motown knew how to do christmas so well oh boy oh boy I mean, they, they knew how to do everything so well, but they, again, they knew how to tap into it. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast, and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. Maybe I'm going too far on this one, but you know, when I, when I think about you putting in your own lines, like there is a little bit of that opportunity to you to, I don't know, co-write with, you know, these, these bygone heroes in a way. I don't know if you ever look at it like that. Well, it's stepping out and it's, it's, it's again has to be slight because mm-hmm. uh, it's easy to step too far out <laughs> <laughs> when, when the melodies are so definitive and so timeless I, i'm real sensitive to how far i step out of it um but you know it, the way i sing i guess has a a character to it and that just sort of has its own i think step out too did you did you ever think about writing your own Christmas song? Because I, I would think as an artist, like that's, you know, like I think about Slade, you know, and and, and I love the band Slade, their, their music and everything. But, you know, half of the fun thing about that is, is they get their paycheck once a year, really, you know, <laughs> you yeah. know, land that Christmas song, like you're set for, you know, more than just a few decades, like you're set for at least a hundred years. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. Cause I do have two after, oh. after recording these, I got inspired and uh, there's two Christmas songs sitting there that are originals. Yeah. Oh, what are you going to do with that? We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I don't know. All right. (laughs) They're they're kind of already recorded and, and uh, they're not mixed yet, but they're, they're laid in there. 
I, I'm really interested to in hearing that. I mean, as a fan yeah. of yours, but just especially with this conversation, uh, you know, and in, in, in what we're talking about. I mean, inspired by the past? It was inspired by, by the path of making this record. And, um, you know, I got a couple of things sent to me from Dallas, just some chord changes, and I started singing melodies and started building these tracks. And, uh, yeah, there's two ones sitting there. There's, there's actually uh, another one. Uh, perking on the back burner too so but there's also quite a few amazing other Christmas songs that uh, were not on this record that could be possibly on another one but we'll see what happens as as time progresses here well I know we're wrapping up on time but I I didn't get to mention even the music I, I wanted to compliment you that on too it's it surprised me the minimal production when I when I really because it feels like there's a lot going on. And then suddenly I, I lay back and say, you know what? There's not that much going on, but you're making it sound yeah. like, like the space is doing a lot. In, in, in well, that's, that's interesting you say that because when I was very young, I learned something from some of the greatest singers. And that was this. What you do say is important, but what you don't say sets up what you do when you finally do it. Mm-hmm. So the space between these moments is is even more uh, important because when you go away, what you come back with has to matter. And then you say something and that's got to matter. And then you stop. And now that space is setting up the next thing that comes in. And when it comes in, it has to come in and it has to matter. So you're absolutely right. It is the give and take of what's there and what's not there uh, that uh, becomes the whole performance. I think a lot of people have forgotten. I don't, I don't know if that's fair, but it, it's not, it doesn't feel as important in today's music, in today's newer music, that space, like everything has well, to be. Well, you know, you you just nailed it because <laughs> <laughs> we, we could do a whole program on that one alone. Okay, because, because with filling in the spaces in auto-tune, by the way, mm-hmm. auto-tune has turned everybody into the same singer, which I think is tragic. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, there's, um, I don't know, there, there is, I'm going to overuse the word. I don't mind overusing it. There is magic in those moments right there in, in imperfections, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. You, you know, I was told a long time ago um, by, a, by a very bright musician. He said, when you listen to somebody that's beautiful as a, as a Streisand, I mean, you just, your heart just, I can't believe she can do this. You know, how is she doing this? And then you listen to Muddy Waters and you get an emotional touch too. Well, they're totally two different vocal directions, totally two different vocal timbres, different styles. Well, one is one is angelic and beautiful and the other has some struggle in it. And it's the struggle in the imperfections that you pull for too. Yeah. So it's very, it's a human thing. Uh, singing is the most primal thing. You know, it really is a, a very primal form of communication. And um, obviously it's gonna be around for a while, which is why I'm not so happy that people are washing out this description we just mm. talked about with auto-tune. Yeah. it's um. Just coincidentally interesting that you brought up Streisand. I've been listening to her version of Send in the Clowns 
quite a bit oh more my recently God, with please. this. Don't, yeah. don't even. Oh, yeah. come on. That's, uh, that's, that's, first that's of perfection. All, the song, first of all, the song is a perfectionist song. Right. The song is genius. The way the lyrics make all these leaps. Don't bother. They're here. I mean, wow. I get goosebumps thinking about that yes. statement. And the, but she, she just kills it. She kills yeah. it. Just every line. And if you watch the videos of her performance line, like she, you know, on the actress side of her too. I mean, she was living every single line of that in that moment. That's. Mm. I got to see her live on that last tour where they carpeted the venues mm-hmm. about, I don't know, years ago. I think it was like maybe eight years ago or something. And I sat in the front row and I got to watch her sing from, I, I, I don't want to tell you, except that I was so fortunate to be in that position yeah incredible i can't imagine i really can't imagine in that moment (laughs) yeah yeah well uh steve uh again the compliments on the season i you know of of all the things that we're saying here i feel that way about what you're doing too i enjoyed traces so much uh uh october in new york is such a beautiful song i just wanted to say that because i love it so much and um yeah just what you're doing keep doing it please i hope you're going to keep doing this <laughs> i will keep doing it and let me tell you a little quick story about october uh-huh. new york if you got a second sure absolutely um, so i was it i was finishing traces and we were pretty much done and al schmidt who we just lost is one of the most brilliant recording engineers of all time especially the music we're talking about and has worked with greats like Sinatra and Cole and, and Sam Cooke all the time. So Al and I became friends and I was at Capitol Studios that day and he was recording with Patrick Williams and it was just a friend of his who was a ranger, an older ranger like him. And they were doing this beautiful emotional piece. And I leaned over to Patrick's um, assistant. I said, well, what is he doing with this? He says, well, he just wrote this a couple of weeks ago. He just wanted to lay it down. I'm thinking he's got a hundred strings out there. He's laying this down, you know, it was, of course, it sounded beautiful because Al just, you know, recorded everything with, with lush sonics. And I leaned over. I said, could I have your number? So I called him later. I said, could we all get together? You, me and Patrick, because I have some ideas. So that's what happened. I went to Patrick's house and we started talking. Next thing I know, he's saying he, used to live in New York and his favorite time was, you know, uh, autumn in New York. And, and I said, well, I lived there and it was October with my girlfriend and, um, and, and the trees and everything. And we started talking and I just started writing lyrics with him and, and his and his assistant. And that song took a life of its own and brought it back to my studio, used his tracks and sang that song in my studio and that's how October in New York was born. It was just, this, he'd already had the song strings with no melody. And I wrote the melody and lyric with him. Um, and it was such a thrill, such a thrill. And I wanted to work with this guy more than anything, Kyle. Unfortunately, he died of lung cancer recently. So yeah. uh, he was he was not well. But man, he was an amazing, unique string arranger. Well, your yeah. partnership uh, has produced something extremely beautiful. Like I said, oh. you know, in in the types of music that we're talking about, you're right. Like this is one of those, and and not oh. every artist gets a chance to find a groove throughout their career. And you have found such a perfect groove. It feels like, you know, uh, as a fan, I say that's. Uh, I'm so happy with uh with with the type of music that you're putting out here. Oh, thank you, Kyle, so much. It's been my pleasure to be here. Let's do it again. 
Uh, absolutely, Steve. Thank you so much. Take care and uh, happy holidays. All right. Say hi to everybody out there for me. All right. I will. Bye. Bye-bye. And a big O thanks to Steve Perry. The new album is called The Season. Thanks to you as well for checking out the episode. Again, please hit the subscribe button before you get out of here so you can keep up with all the interviews that we put out every single week. A new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or again, anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. After that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. An hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews. Again, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the uh, social media spots, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Louisville, Kentucky. Man, I know that well. We played there a lot. <laughs> it's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Hey there, it's Kyle Meredith from Kyle Meredith With. After you check out the latest episode of my show, uh, be sure to check out some of our other great programs on the Consequence Podcast Network, including Standing BTS, a bi-weekly podcast covering all things BTS and ARMY, and The Opus, Consequence's original documentary podcast exploring legendary albums and their lasting legacies. So head to Consequence.net to listen to these podcasts and many great others. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.